Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about bitterness and how to overcome it. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the realities of bitterness. And as much as we may hate it, anger truly affects all of us. For some people, anger uh, gets stuffed up inside, so it doesn't show its face until it builds to such an extreme that it can't be held in anymore. It sits and it festers where not many people can see it. Others have a shorter fuse, and they'll go off just at the slightest irritation. Some use their words, some use their fists to express their anger, but one way or another, we all deal with it. Anger is universal, something that we've all felt. And most of the time, it's not a good thing. It certainly doesn't feel good to be bitter. And it can lead us into all sorts of unrighteousness. I base that on James chapter 1, starting in verse 19, where James writes, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. We should learn how to be slow to anger because what that feeling, it comes so quickly for some or uncontrollably for others, but it's usually tainted with unrighteousness. It doesn't go through a biblical filter too often. It's just our, our natural tendency, the tendency we had before we became Christians. But we know that not all anger is bad. Jesus was a man without sin, yet it says in Mark 3, 5, he looked around at them in anger and deeply distressed at their stubborn hearts. Disbelief is something that makes God angry. That's not unrighteous. Psalm 7:11 goes so far to say that God is angry every day. The NIV says he shows his wrath every day. Not all anger is bad. Some is good, some is right, some is necessary. But in that anger, even if it is justified, we must not sin, according to Ephesians 4.26. That's the danger of anger that the Bible is constantly warning us of. Paul writes in Colossians 3.8, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language that come from your lips. And Jesus told us in Matthew 5.22, I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. That's not Jesus giving us a nice proverb. He is telling us the consequences of anger are life and death. It is dangerous. If anger takes root in your heart, it can destroy you. That's the point of Jesus' parable in Matthew chapter 18 about the unforgiving servant. You know, after having that massive debt canceled by the king, the servant refuses to cancel the small debt of his friend. And so the king throws him into jail for his heartlessness. Jesus closes the parable with this warning in verse 35. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Bitterness when it takes root inside of us, will destroy. Jesus said very plainly in Matthew 6, 14, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. In other words, no one goes to heaven unforgiven by God. No one is forgiven who is unwilling to be forgiving, and no one goes to heaven who is unforgiving. 
bitterness will alter our eternal fate. And so we have to control it. But we should also know that God understands this isn't easy. No one was more grievously sinned against than Jesus. He didn't deserve any of his mistreatments. No one has ever lived that was more worthy of honor than Jesus, and no one has been more dishonored. If anyone had the right to be bitter, it was Jesus. But 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23 tells us that he refused to let anger control him. It says, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. Christ suffered because he trusted his father who judges justly. And we must too. He knew that God's justice will prevail. Bitterness will only lead to unrighteousness, but God's judgment will lead to perfect righteousness. We will feel wronged by others. They'll lie about us. They'll steal from us. They'll be unfaithful, let us down, reject us. And we'll feel like that shouldn't happen. It's not right. And there, there should be punishment. And we may be right. Unrighteousness, hurting people, that deserves punishment. Even one sin is deserving of death, according to Romans 3.23. But in that feeling that you are right and someone else is wrong, you're dwelling on the injustice of it all. You, you start thinking about your revenge and payback. You think of things you might say to put them in their place or, or expose them to others. That's bitterness. And, and God's people don't have time for that. We, we don't need to seek vengeance. If vengeance is justified, then we believe God's justice will triumph. Romans 12, 19 says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. God has made a promise that he himself will repay all wrongs. His justice will prevail. Nothing escapes his knowledge or his concern. So he can see evil far better than we do. He despises it far more than we ever could. And he alone has the right to exercise vengeance because all sin is truly against him. Bitterness is the rejection of that promise. It's disbelief and the power and the justice of God. When we are bitter, we say to God, we do not trust him to settle accounts more justly than we could settle them. When we are bitter, we are clinging to revenge instead of handing it over to God. The battle against bitterness and vengeance is a battle against unbelief in the promise of God to vindicate us and make justice prevail. No one was wronged worse than Jesus. No one was abused more. No one was rejected more. And no one was as innocent. Yet Jesus was not bitter. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But he trusted to him who judges justly. Jesus, the perfect son of God, handed his grievance to his father. When he came to earth, he was showing us that vengeance is the father's and that justice will prevail. And with that confidence, Jesus was never bitter and we shouldn't be either. The way to battle bitterness is to believe that vengeance belongs to the Lord and he will repay. Don't doubt God 
but turn away from bitterness and trust his promise to us. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.